Welcome to Amplify, the Revolution Her podcast, dedicated to uplifting, empowering, and amplifying women's voices globally. Our community is a powerful collective of women who are ready to live the lives they always dreamed they would. Together, our strength as inspiring and ambitious women is truly unstoppable. I'm Maria Locker, founder and CEO of Revolution Her. And I'm your co-host, Grace Moores, founding partner of Revolution Her. And today we're talking to Chris McMartin on support for women entrepreneurs. Chris McMartin leads the Scotiabank Women Initiative's Small Business Strategy across Canada, leading many national events and partnerships such as the Masterclass Series, the IWD She Shoots, She Scores, Strike Up Virtual Conference, and the Mentorship Program. Chris has a passion for people, which has led her to champion equity initiatives through many diversity, equity, and inclusion roles within the bank. She currently sits as the co-chair for the National Allyship Council, a stream lead for the Women in Leadership Employee Resource Group, and a participant on the Employee Pulse Committee. We're excited to also share that the Scotiabank Women Initiative is our exclusive sponsor for the Revolution Her flagship store, which proudly features over 100 women-owned brands in the ultimate shopping experience. We have so much to chat about in talking about support for women entrepreneurs. Please help us welcome Chris McMartin. Hi, Chris. Hi. Hi, Maria. Hi, Grace. So wonderful to be here chatting with you today. Thank you for having me. Of course. Oh, my gosh. We are thrilled to have you here today. We're excited for our community to learn more about you, your amazing team, and the Scotiabank Women Initiative because we have been so fortunate to work with all of you. Um, We want to start right at the beginning, actually. We're going to dive right in because you've done so much in this space, but we want to know where did your passion for supporting women start and how did you end up on this journey with the Scotiabank Women Initiative? Oh, fantastic. So I am lucky enough to have been with Scotiabank for 15 years now. And um, one thing I, I like to include in my story is the loyalty I feel to Scotiabank just because of the culture that they have. Um, And that culture started right from the beginning for me. So when I first uh, applied at a Scotiabank, I literally walked up to a Scotiabank branch that had a like help wanted sign in the window and not a word of a lie. And I walked in and I spoke to an individual and they were looking for tellers at that particular branch. And uh, I, I gave them my resume and I wanted to apply. I just moved to a new community. And uh, I was coming off of a sick leave. So I hadn't worked in probably about a year and I had a young child and I just needed to kind of get my feet back in. And I was totally switching gears from my previous life to banking. I I actually have a a diploma in child and youth work. So I was, you know, leaving that industry completely. And and uh, they said, well, we're we're really excited about your resume, but we don't see you sticking around for like a part-time casual sort of position. That's what they were looking for. And I said, I really just, I have no bank experience and I I really just need someone to give me a shot and, and, you know, and 
they did. And so after a very long interview process, they decided to start me out as a financial advisor. And not only did they take me on, but they they provided me with all the education, the certifications, the, they, they put me through all the training I needed. And, uh, and I had so many great coaches and mentors along the way learning how to do that job. And after a few years of doing that, uh, I got to be a small business advisor. And, and I mm. say got to be because that is by far the best role that that I've gotten to do so far. So far, there's new, you know, you never know what's coming. But so far, being a small business advisor was definitely my most enjoyable time with the bank, because I got to work with entrepreneurs. And and there's nothing like it. There's Mm -hmm. no one else that can just inspire you and have this vibe and this energy like entrepreneurs have like that. It's just I walk into a room of entrepreneurs and immediately I feel like I can do anything. Yeah. And and that's just what they do for people. And it's just incredible. And so immediately I was just enthralled with the world of small business. And I just wanted to be part of it in any way that I could, other than being a small business owner. Like yeah. <laughs> that, that wasn't in my cards, but I just wanted to help and support and be involved. And so I really loved being able to do that. Along that journey came the Scotiabank Women Initiative. So it started in 2018. At the time, I was still in the branch. I was an advisor or continued to be a branch manager who works with small business clients. And um, when the initiative started, they went out to the branch universe and said, we need champions. Who wants to champion this new initiative? Immediately, I put up my hand like a way to continue my work with entrepreneurs, a way to be further inspired because entrepreneurs in general, amazing vibe, amazing energy, inspiration, but get in a room full of women entrepreneurs and that's next level. So yeah. uh, immediately I raised my hand. I want to be a champion. I want to know everything there is to know about the Scotiabank Women Initiative. And I want to deliver it to every single client I speak to. And and so I did that and and got to, you know, work with the program and with the team and and you know, provide that to my clients. And it was so amazing to see the impact that it had even in the early days. So mm. two years ago, when this opportunity arose um, to come and actually lead the small business side of the program across Canada, I did everything in my power, used every resource and every reference and every network and every, you name it, I, this job was was for me. This was for me. And, um, and so I was luckily luckily successful in, in getting this role. And it's been absolutely impactful in, in not only my career, but my personal development as well, to get to continue the work that I've done across the country with entrepreneurs, with partnerships like Revolution Her, um, has just been absolutely inspiring and wonderful on, on my own development and developing mm-hmm. new skills and new abilities. And I, I <laughs> yeah, no, like you exude for anyone who's listening. If you haven't met Chris, Chris, you're like, you are like a positivity storm that just hits you when, you, uh, when someone <laughs> meets you. I don't know how else to say it in the best possible way. And so if you haven't met Chris, hopefully you just heard in her voice just how passionate she is about the work she does. And that's why for us, you know, we're so particular about the partners we work with. You just have been a wonderful champion. That's the perfect word for you as a champion for women entrepreneurs. And I know this leads into our next question, which Grace is going to take away. But I just had to say, truly, you are um, that perfect persona. I'm so glad that you're in the role you are. Yeah, well, thank you, Maria. I, 
And I love that you identified that there is this passion that is born within or that grows within entrepreneurs and within women. And it is so contagious and it is so inspiring to be around them. That's really why we love what we do, too, mm-hmm. because of all the passion that you see in, in these women. But occasionally we do get asked at, um, at Revolution Hill, whether it's in the store or with other activities that we're doing, as to why do we need to support women? Why shouldn't we be just supporting everybody? What Can you share some of the barriers that women entrepreneurs in particular face? Absolutely. So I also get this question often. I, I get this question all the time that like, why, why just women? Mm. Um, and he, here's here's the answer that that I I agree with and that I feel very passionately about is that all entrepreneurs have obstacles and challenges and barriers. Being an entrepreneur, like we said, it's a special energy, it's a special vibe, but it's also a special resilience and it's a special yeah. drive. Yeah. And it's a, it, it takes something more. I don't know what it's called. I don't know what it is, but it takes something more to be an entrepreneur. And all entrepreneurs have those those barriers, those obstacles, those challenges that they're going to go through. What we're doing with the Scotiabank Women Initiative is identifying the specific barriers that women are facing, and we're helping address those. That is not to take away from or, or you know, say that no other entrepreneurs have mm-hmm. barriers or challenges. They do. We just don't. We're not experts in them. We're experts in the barriers and challenges, particularly that women face. And so what we've identified those barriers are is access to capital. Mm -hmm. So that's the very first one. Everybody hears it right away. It's the first thing everyone says, access to capital, access to capital. And when we talk about access to capital, the one thing that I want to point out right away, because it's also the question I get asked the most is, I do not have this magical pot filled with money that I give out to women entrepreneurs. I wish that were my job. So if that job's out there and there is a magic pot of money to be given to women entrepreneurs, like I'm your woman, I will give the money to all the women entrepreneurs. But that is not what we have when we say access to capital with the Scotiabank Women Initiative. Really what the emphasis is on is the access. So there is capital available out there whether that's through angel investors, uh, VCs, uh, grants, bursaries, um, you, you know, lending, borrowing, wh- whatever it is. There, there's so many ways to access capital. Really what the Scotiabank Women Initiative is ensuring is that our entrepreneurs know all the ways to access it, are comfortable, and we can help them, help mm-hmm. them get the access. So I, I just like to point that out because often I do get asked like, oh, well, do you have a grant or something that you're giving? I, I wish I did, but I don't. Not <laughs> Wouldn't that, be not? that would just that. be the best job ever. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't, get, it, wouldn't it be yeah. the best job to be like, and you get all the money you need and yeah. you get all the money you need. Yeah, that would be the best job. <laughs> I think we'd all love that. But yeah. I mean, you've touched on a really good point because the fact that there are specific barriers for women is is something that we talk about a lot with Revolution Her. Um, you know, it's just, it's a little bit different. And you can take that initial concept of women in business and and break it down even further, women of color, women of marginalized communities. Um, Absolutely. You know, there's so much you can do, right? Yep. And so when you look at these barriers and the support that SWI um, does offer, so SWI being Scotiabank Women Initiative, what would you say is, you know, after that access to capital, if I'm a woman entrepreneur, I'm a solopreneur, 
I'm on my own. I don't have a business partner and I come to the SWI initiative for some support. What are some of the key ways that you would help someone kind of get on the path that they're looking for? Absolutely. That's a great question. And so really the Scotiabank Women Initiative has its three core pillars. Access to capital, we just talked about that is Mm -hmm. one of them. Okay. Uh, We also have mentorship, which is so huge. I cannot emphasize enough how much mentorship and I'm going to loop in community with that mentorship. So like building that network, building that community, and as well having mentorship, that's all Mm -hmm. kind of in one for me. And then the third being education. So education, easy to describe, we want to bring the knowledge to our entrepreneurs that they are looking for. So not just financial knowledge, while that's very important, and we do want to bring that we we do want to make sure you understand your financials, your banking, your your products, your services, we yes, that's important. And we want to bring that to entrepreneurs. But we also want to ensure that we're also bringing other knowledge you find you're missing or is a gap. So we bring in experts, we bring in other entrepreneurs, whether it be about mental health, whether it be about, you know, PR, HR, um, you know, doing your books, finding an accountant, building your partnerships, whatever it is, we we do that. And we do it through boot camps, through webinars, through we have our own masterclass series, we, we do it a whole bunch of ways. So education is huge. The mentorship, the community, the networking, we have a formal mentor program powered by the forum, where you're matched up with an individual who's got the skills that you're looking for. So Mm -hmm. you identify this is where my gap is, we then find you a mentor, not necessarily a Scotiabanker. Most of the time, I'm going to say 99% of the time, it's not a Scotiabanker. Um, and I like to point that out because I don't want individuals yeah. to be like, well, I don't need to meet with a banker right away. I'm looking for HR help. We'll find you someone who's an expert at HR and you will work with them, not just one random time to ask all your questions in 60 minutes. You'll work with them over 12 months to set goals, learn, you know, be exposed to their network, their knowledge. It's an amazing program. And then. The access to capital, the one thing that I want to share too is not only are we partnered with with partners like Pocketed, for example, that's going to give you all your access and information and knowledge and education surrounding grants, but we also have our small business advisors, which I spoke about how much I enjoyed that role, but mm-hmm. that role is pivotal for the Scotiabank Women Initiative because it's our advisors that are in branch sitting with you, going over your business plan, going over your goals, pairing you with our partners like our, our wealth advisors, like our you know private bankers, like talking to you about your lending, your services. It's those advisors that are putting together those in-depth plans for you, for your business, for your family family, that's getting you set on the right path. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to pick up on something you mentioned. You mentioned that there was um, pocketed. What's that? Oh, so I'm so excited, Grace. I'm so glad you asked more about it. So we recently announced our partnership with Pocketed, and we're really excited about this. Uh, side note, also a women-owned business. So mm-hmm. love that. Nice. Yeah. So Pocketed, Pocketed is really what they're bringing to the table, they're just yet again, another resource for entrepreneurs, is you you work with Pocketed and you, you, you know, fill out all your information about your business. And this resource is going to provide you with all of the grants that maybe 
applicable to you in your business. So not a guarantee, but it's going to give you that broken down list. I don't know how many times I've heard, like, I don't even know where to start. I don't know where to look. I don't Mm -hmm. know what to apply for. I don't know how to apply. Pocketed's going to show you how. They're going to reduce it. They're going to say, these are probably what you're eligible for. And then they're going to give you a breakdown of, here's when to apply. Here's the deadline. Here's how to apply. Here's some things we can give you tips and tricks on the best way to get your application approved. That's just like bare minimal of the service. If you're a step up and you want to join their concierge service, they've got grant writers available. They've got education sessions. It's absolutely incredible. It's Mm -hmm. absolutely incredible. And if you are part of the Scotiabank Women Initiative, we've got an offer code for you so that you pay a reduced fee. So that's even better. You guys do so much. We're trying. We're trying. (laughs) Now, building a brand is key to any entrepreneur, whether um, wherever you are on your journey and having that brand is really important. So can you share why it's important and some of the tips uh, that you have for our listeners in terms of building a brand? I know that's a really big question and it's probably we could do a whole podcast. (laughs) But uh, just on a, a high level note, why yeah. why is it important for entrepreneurs? Absolutely. So I would argue that building your brand is important for everybody. So mm-hmm. it, entrepreneurs, yes, in particular. And I think that there's two sides to that. Um, you need to build your brand as an entrepreneur, your personal brand. I, Chris, this is my brand. But also you need to build your brand for your business, right? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the reason why it's so important is, and I, this is, I don't even know whose quote this is. I, I'm sorry, but I know it's stuck in my brain since college is that no one will remember your name, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's apl- applicable to brands. I feel like whether it's walking into a store and I'm going to use Revolution Her as an example, because <laughs> that place is beautiful Thank and you <laughs> walk inside, you walk into Revolution Her and it feels good. It's bright and it's organized and it feels everyone's happy and chatting and it's (laughs) like, it feels good. And so you want to go back. And I feel like that's what your brand should do. Mm -hmm. I feel like your brand should make your clients or, or, or customers or, or whatever it is, your bases, your, your target audience should make them feel good and want to return, return for that service, return for that product. And I think that's important on a personal level as well. So the Scotiabank Women Initiative, yes, focus towards small businesses and entrepreneurs. I will add, we also include women-led businesses. And so the difference between entrepreneurs and women-led is that perhaps the business is actually owned by someone who's not a woman or doesn't identify as a woman. However, their top dog, excuse the term, I don't know if that's an appropriate term, their top dog, their (laughs) person in charge, the person making the decisions, the person sitting around the table that it is a woman and they can be part of the Scotiabank Women Initiative too. And so their brand is just as important. Mm -hmm. So that they want to be remembered. They want to make other individuals feel good about doing business with them. And that's going to, you know, increase their network, increase their success. And I mean, bottom line is going to increase their sales, right? That's, that's bottom line is that's what they're out there to do. Yeah. And we see that so often. I feel like, well, and first of all, thank you so much for your kind words about the store. So for any listeners that actually don't realize we actually have a flagship store. We haven't really talked about that here on the podcast. It's all happened very quickly. Um, But our store is like a little piece of our heart. And so that's really wonderful that you see 
what we hope you'll see <laughs> when you walk in, Chris. Thank you for that. Oh, it's incredible. Anyone who hasn't gone, you need to go. Be prepared. Don't be mad at me. You're going to spend a lot of money. <laughs> I, I invited, I, I was just there for an event. I invited some of my, my network and my clients and my partners to come and join. And all of them were angry at me for the amount of money they ended up spending. <laughs> so I'm putting it out there right now. No one's allowed to be mad. You're going to spend money because it does that. It uh, well, and it's all good stuff made it's by women. Amazing, right? <laughs> uh, like a hundred um, plus small businesses all under one root. Amazing, it's amazing. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, no, do. and honestly, for us, you know, our brand is actually what started as a community, and so it leads into my next question because truly, Grace and I talk about it all the time. I, if we would have come up with the concept of our store, you know, twelve years ago, um, you know, we were doing trade shows, we were doing other events, but what you see now, this evolution, without the community that we've built, there's no way that we would have been able to sustain. Um, and and for us, our community, the Revolution Her community and the former Mompreneur community, it has been the key to so much success for us, both personally and professionally. So I would love to talk a little bit about that networking com and community. You talked about that as part of the three pillars with the Scotiabank yeah. Women Initiative and mentorship. Um, but I just, I would love if you could share maybe some case studies or key moments where you've seen the effect that networking and community can have for women entrepreneurs. Uh, absolutely. I definitely can. So it's funny. I do a lot of, of speaking about community and, and building your network and both, both you know, internally with employees, as well as within the Scotiabank Women Initiative to entrepreneurs and, and at conferences and events. And um, because as, as I'm sure you two are aware, that's, that's my jam. Like I am, I love building those relationships and I love expanding that network. And I, mm -hmm. I think that's the key to success is that, is that the people, you know, the people who want to work with you, the people who enjoy being around you are thinking about you all the time saying, you know, who I can reach out to for that opportunity. Do you know who I know who needs to know this other person <laughs> that that is like my, my key. Uh, and you guys know that, how many times do I send that random email to be like, yeah. hey, guys, you want to do this? You want to <laughs> yeah. talk to these people? You want to meet these people? How can we get some of our Revolution Her members to this event? And that mm -hmm. I'm all about crossing all the lines from all my network and all my partners. Um, and, and I think that that the reason why it's so important, one, there's, there's a couple. So one, I think what's really important with entrepreneurs, like I said, they all have that vibe we're gonna call it a vibe because yeah. i don't know what the word is but they all have that vibe and they just they get each other but they also all work at this this crazy speed <laughs> that that is just like no other and i don't think those who are not entrepreneurs can appreciate how this speed is contagious and <laughs> and so like you just get in there and you're like all of a sudden we've committed to 12 different things and you know what we're gonna make them happen and it's gonna and it's all gonna come together and I think that working with other entrepreneurs, they just get it. And you just mm -hmm. all go together at the same mm -hmm. warp speed and, and you're all making things happen. And so I think that having that community of like-minded individuals who understand not only the amazing successes and this, this, you know, vibe we keep talking about and, but they also get the challenges and they get the, you know, the last minute pivots and they get the, you know, the, the downfall of one little thing not going right and how that trickles into 13 things that were planned for next month. And, and, and so I think that 
that having that network and that community is so important. The The other reason why I think that having that networking community as an entrepreneur is important is, is just what we've talked about. No one yells your success or their support louder than an entrepreneur. Like mm -hmm. I, I've seen it. It's inspiring. I, I work with partners like yourselves at Revolution Her and, you know, I share someone, some one of the members post something and I share that and 25 to 2,500 people jump on top of it <laughs> that, you know, oh my God, I'm going to go shopping there or I'm going to share this or I'm going to, oh, I didn't know you knew them. Can I talk to them? Can I meet them? Can I, it, and it's constant and, mm -hmm. and that, that community, that overall support, that women coming together, wanting to see other women shine is just incredible to me. And I think that's what you've built through Revolution Her. And that's why the Scotiabank Women Initiative is proud to partner with you because I think that's what we're building too. And, and so I, I think that we can, you know, bring your network together with my network and we're doing wonderful things. And rule the world. Yeah, say exactly. And rule the exactly. World. We're going to get off this podcast. We're going to have to go for a run or something. <laughs> Your energy is so awesome, oh, Chris. No. I love it. This is so awesome. I love this discussion because you're so right. As women, we... and. And with any community, I guess, you you go through those ups and downs together. And so you're so much more aware of, of those ups and downs when other people experience them because you're going mm -hmm. through them as well. So it's 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 such a great discussion. I just I've loved every minute and I've loved your passion. Chris, in terms of, you know, describing entrepreneurs and women entrepreneurs and just it's just so wonderful to to hear you um, express all of this, this passion that you have, too. So thank you very much for sharing. Do you have any final words or advice tips for women entrepreneurs out there before we head into our rapid fire round? Sure. I would say uh, my best piece of advice for for women entrepreneurs or or anyone really like anyone looking to just sort of take whatever you're doing, whether it's your own business, whether it's your career, whether it's whatever you're doing, if you're looking to take it to that next step, if you're if you're looking to just enhance what you're doing now, talk about it all the time. So there is no one who knows me who doesn't know what I do. I am not an mm -hmm. entrepreneur, but everyone who knows me knows that I shout the Scotiabank Women Initiative from the top of rooftops at all times. It doesn't matter. Everyone knows what I do. I talk about it all the time. I talk about how proud I am to be part of it. Uh, I, I'm at family barbecues. Everybody knows I'm, you know, at <laughs> concerts and they're, oh, what do you do? I'm the Scotiabank Women Initiative. Like I, I, I talk about it all the time. And I think that if we all do that, if we all are proud of what we're doing and we talk about it all the time, you just never know when an opportunity is going to land at your feet. That's so you never true. know when you're talking to the right person that you should be talking to. And if you don't tell them what you do, how would you know? Yeah. yeah. It's so that. true. That's, it is. It's amazing <sighs> the connections you make just by yeah. sharing. I love it. I love just it. Just being open to being curious and asking yeah. questions and, and sharing. Ask people. That's a good point, Maria. Ask yeah. people, what do they do? What yeah. do they do? What are they passionate about? Who are who are they working for? Or what's their product or whatever it is? Because you just never know. Maybe mm -hmm. the person you're having that casual coffee conversation with in line at Starbucks is the exact CEO of some company that you've been trying to talk to. And if yeah. you don't talk to them and and use that brand, use that vibe to mm -hmm. draw them in and want to talk to you more, 
I mean, how would you know? How would you? Oh, I love it. Okay. So can we all commit today? Let's go talk to a stranger today. Smile, be nice. And just let's, I just love that, right? Get curious and ask questions and who knows who you're standing beside. I love it. Thank you. (gasps) Okay. Well, we're not done. Fire. I've got my first question. I'm ready to go. Go All right. I'm nervous. I'm ready. I'm ready. You don't need to be nervous. It's real. It's fun. I want to know who was your idol when you were growing up, Chris? Oh, who was my idol? So I would say that my idol was and still is my dad. So my dad was very successful. It's funny if you, so he was always my idol, but when I was younger and I'm ashamed to say up until, oh goodness, uh, maybe 15 years ago when I met my husband, I had no idea what my dad did. Like for work, I had no idea. Like I knew he was a sales guy. That's what I tell people. What does your dad do? He's a sales guy. But I didn't didn't know what he did. I didn't know what he sold. I did. Like I had no idea. I met my my husband I met about 15 years ago and right away he was get got into it with my dad what does he do what does he sell him? what is it like and he knew everything about his career and I was like well he's a sales guy I don't know um I but I you know what I did know what was important to me is that he was successful and he worked so hard he was a really hard worker I myself am a really hard worker almost to a fault my children would probably say and uh so I always looked up to that And um, he was really well known in his industry as being someone very successful. And I always wanted to be just like that. Yeah, that is so lovely. Okay, I'm getting all misty. That was beautiful, Chris. Thanks for sharing that. Um, My question is actually, I want you to think back. We've already talked a little bit about little Chris. So if you went back to little Chris in elementary school, what was she like? Was she this? ambitious, boisterous, like lovely, energetic little girl. What was little Chris like? Well, um, I am lucky enough to have little Chris with me every day because I have a four-year-old daughter who I have been blessed slash cursed with being just like me. (laughs) So, (laughs) So, and my mom tells me all the time, like, you deserve this. (laughs) so um I was I have always been uh just like this so uh I've always been very energetic I've always been very outspoken my parents raised me always to stand up for myself and for others so I I've always been willing to speak my mind very confident sometimes overly um (laughs) that I think that's a skill that as a child we're not good at when um you know that's something you develop cockiness into confidence sorry if that's a poor term but like that's you know you develop that skill yeah so Mm -hmm. something I've definitely worked on but yeah definitely always been the person who's wanted to be part of everything so I even in school um I I do I I like to say I'm blessed or sprinkled with ADHD so I've always been someone who needed to be constantly doing everything so like I played on every team I was on every student council every like I just (laughs) I wanted to be part of everything all the time uh and that has not changed so um yeah so I was always super super busy yeah and what's it like to see your daughter now like does it just sometimes I see that in my own daughter I'm like oh my gosh this is this was me 30 I years know. ago holy cow I know, I know. it's it's crazy to me it is yeah, right? it's crazy to me and it's funny so my daughter I, I have four children and she's the youngest so I have three boys and um one of my boys 
uh, who's 17, he is very much like me in a lot of ways. Um, but he is not as outgoing into all the sports as I was. He yeah. He's a, a little bit different in that sense. To see my daughter come along and be like, oh, maybe it was the female thing. And I don't know. I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, maybe it's not. But <laughs> all of a sudden, I've got this little girl who she's got 100% of, of <laughs> me for sure. And uh, it's very interesting. It's, it's, uh, it's a fun journey. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I do too. I love it. Okay. I'm going to check things out. What is your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show. Um, okay. So my kids are going to laugh when they hear this. And yes, I make them listen to all the podcasts that I'm on. Um, <laughs> so my kids that make... That doesn't surprise me. I know. <laughs> my, my kids make fun of my husband and I because our guilty pleasure is sitting watching cops. So Cops? Cops. You know, like the... No, like what? bad boys? Like Yeah. Bad... No. Yeah. yeah, like old school... <laughs> <laughs> I know. Awesome. See, I knew you were gonna laugh at me. So this is I'm like, so sorry. No, it's okay. It's totally okay. We're used to it. We get laughed That's at. Awesome. It's okay. But it is one of our guilty pleasures to just. We are very busy, as you can imagine, with four kids yes. in the house, and so there's very few times where we get to sit down together and and just sit. My yes. husband is a long haul truck driver, so he gets up at like three in the morning. So oh. we have from about my daughter goes to bed at eight until about nine before he has to go to bed, where we can just spend a little bit of time together. Yeah. And we watch cops. And so yeah, it's 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 fun. okay. But I need to understand is it old cops reruns or should, old. it's new like it's oh, okay so old. <laughs> it was like so i didn't even know it still aired so old and our favorite part is when they you know do a flash into you know one of the police you know precincts or something and the computers are a thousand pounds <laughs> and there's like <laughs> floppy drives in them like that's our favorite we're that's like oh my god so guess what is. Uh, yeah, okay really i'm gonna go find a memory that i I hadn't right? thought about as a kid for a very long time. And yeah. we all used to, when I was a kid, when I was really young, we all used to sit down as a family to watch the A-Team on a Saturday night. Yeah. And it was. <laughs> see? And it now, see, so, see what a positive memory that is? Yeah. And so yeah. That's, what, that's what we do. That's our guilty yeah. pleasure. So I funny. love that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. My turn next. And then I think we have one more. So. Ooh, let's talk about self-care a little bit because you do a lot. What does self-care look like for you aside from watching cops? What does it look like? Yeah. <laughs> so a couple of things. So self-care for me, um, I like to say it has to be creative, meaning that when I have time is not necessarily when anything else in the world is open. So oh. usually when I have time is late at night. And so self-care often for me will be to sit and read I love reading so like sometimes I'll just sit quietly I like to put on uh just some instrumental music to block out the noise of my household and uh and just read quietly so mm -hmm. that's something I definitely do for self-care the other thing that I really love doing is um we I, I have this one friend and uh we love having porch dates so I will describe a porch date because everyone should do it. It's wonderful. So she lives not far from me, like walking distance. 
we're both very busy with, she has four children also. So like busy households don't have a lot of time, but randomly we will text each other maybe once a month or so, if that, to just be like porch date. And that's the question. <laughs> and and then the other will say, yes, see you at 8.30. We will just sit on my porch and share maybe a glass of wine and just chat. For maybe an hour, maybe, you know, sometimes they go a couple hours, but it just, and then it's like, okay, bye, see ya. And then we may not speak for like the next month until one of us says porch date. Yeah. And and those are, are really good for your soul. And, and it doesn't have to be wine, have a coffee, have a tea, have a water, but like, those are really great for your soul. I love that. Grace, we should start that. We walk the dogs sometimes together, but I like yeah. the porch date. I know. There's oh, no job try, involved. Try a porch date. Let me yeah. know. Let me okay. Know. It's better than taking the dog. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. I've just been watching a, a show actually on Netflix that talks about um, living to a hundred and they talk about friendships, those friendships mm. and those getting together and, and mm-hmm. having that is so important. So um that's yeah I, that's a, a we all need those porch dates for sure yeah okay last question when was the last time you did something for the first time the last time oh, I going did deep with that last for the one. first time okay wow that is a deep question <laughs> the last time I did something for the first time yeah huh it's a tricky one isn't it I know it is a tricky one I'm trying to think like what do you know, it's it's funny, my mindset has been so opposite of that lately, is that I've been doing a lot of things for the last time, with uh, my kids oh. getting older. So, so I've had a lot of last times. Oh, um, lately, can you share your last? So, last yeah, time? so, so maybe I can go from that angle, yeah. because that I've, that's, that's a thing. Like for yeah. moms out there and dads, I'm sure like I'm going to speak yeah. for moms because I'm a mom. I can't speak from the dad, but I'm not saying it's just a mom. Yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's a, a dad thing, an aunt thing, a grandma thing. Like I'm sure everyone experiences it in some way, but I've been going through a lot of last times. So my children are 18, 17, 15 and four. So my 18 and 17 year old have uh, graduated from high school. And uh, so going through a lot of laughs with them, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. a lot of like, that's the last time they go to school. That's the last time I go watch them play football. That's the last time I go to their basketball game. Uh, they got licenses, right? So like, that's the yeah. last time they need me to drive them here or drop them here or whatever. Um, so going through a lot of those last times and those are tough. Those are tough. And you know what was even tougher is um, we went through a lot of last times last school year without even knowing it. So both of my boys had planned to go back uh, and do a second year of grade 12. And and I know this has been a thing, um, you know, through COVID and since grade 13 wasn't a thing anymore and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, They had both planned to go back. So I thought I have one more year Um, and uh, plans changed. And so I did all those last times, not even knowing it was the last time. And so that was a moment. That was a moment. That was a tough moment. Yeah. We talk about it. My husband and I just had this conversation last week. We were driving somewhere for a long period in the car. I think probably to soccer, and that's that's the only place yeah, we drive right. to. Isn't that where we're always going? Like <laughs> yeah. some sort of somewhere, or something. Yeah. And and like we were talking about Halloween. I'm like, you know what? Last year the kids 
just didn't carve a pumpkin. Oh my gosh, was that the last time we're going to carve a pumpkin together? Yeah. Like it just such yeah. little things yeah. that you don't know usually when it will be the last yeah. time. So actually, I think that's a cool transition on our question, Grace, because that yeah. could be a really... <laughs> that breaks my heart a little bit, but it's true. We all have <laughs> well, to go like, through yeah, it. Especially when you don't know, like you don't yeah. know that that was your last time. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's too bad. However, I will share that not knowing that all those times were the last time is probably for the best because yeah. they were super positive, right? No one was sitting yes. there thinking, oh my God, this is the last time. We weren't, we were just yeah. doing it and we were enjoying it and we were, and it was great. And, and so, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of glad in a way that I didn't know it was the last time Yeah, because it was just a positive, super great memory that I have, but your perspective so is so I so guess my, my learning or my share or my takeaway for anyone listening is make them all awesome because you mm -hmm. never know if it's going to be the last time. Oh my gosh. Okay. Right. Chris. You are, that was a perfect way to just put a little cherry on top to this there awesome conversation. There we go. Thank you so much. Honestly, thank you for spending time with us today, for championing the work that we do. I mean, I know today we got to actually talk. We didn't even talk about Yellowstone and the fact that you I are. Know. I thought that's what you were going to answer. I thought you were going to say Yellowstone <laughs> and you didn't. You went with cops. Come on. <laughs> you threw us both. <laughs> I know. I know. I apologize. Yellowstone is great. It'd be top of my list for sure. There we go. Sure. There we top go. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for for just sharing who you are, sharing about the passion you have for the work that you do and for supporting women like Grace and I and collectively the women in our community. It just, I don't know that you know the ripple effect that it has, but it truly means so much. So thank you. And to everyone who's listening, please go find out more about the Scotia uh, Women Scotiabank Women's Initiative. You can find information on our um, details there for this podcast. And of course, please share this episode if you know some women in your circle that could use the support and more of Chris's energy. <laughs> please share this episode. Uh, we, you know, we wouldn't be here without all of you. So until we meet again, thank you so much. We look forward to having you back here on the podcast to learn more from the amazing women in our circle. And I guess just have an amazing day until then. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>